Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic themes. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. Welcome back. After yeah, a month. It's been over a, a month. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just vacation. noticing that when I was typing the date in, because the last recording was on uh, May 18th, wasn't it? Yeah, a while ago. Um, well, in the meantime, my son got married, so I have a new daughter-in-law. That's cool. Um, and a whole bunch of other things happened, though. Some of them oh, crazy. The world is like... <laughs> you know, the thing is, America is going down right now, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of people who still don't seem to notice it's weird how people cannot notice this stuff. I mean, we still have a, a... Everybody talked about the lack of baby formula. We still yeah. don't have baby formula, but now people have stopped talking about it. I don't... Uh, yeah. I don't understand why... I think there's why, other kinds of foods that are in the same boat. I mean, baby formula is especially important, but... Right. Because people can't do anything else when they need baby for. I mean, they can, but they have to have planned for that. And there are some babies who just don't have that option. But um, right. it just seems like we shouldn't let this go. We shouldn't just stop talking about it. It's got to be talked about. Or at least, yeah. I don't know. I've decided I'm going to get goats. That's going to be my answer to this. And then... You know what? It's been I done will, before. <laughs> yeah. I will, I, who knew? <laughs> I will knew give. That dad was a prepper before his time. <laughs> when I find needy mothers, I will be able to do something for them. Yeah, because I know sometimes goat's milk is substituted for formula. I don't know well, if that's know, the, the best the, way, but the the people uh, that Dad bought uh, Bonnie and Lynette from, yeah, uh, were using them for milk. Because their kids had some kind of condition that made it so they couldn't drink cow's milk, but they could drink goat's milk. Yeah, I, I mean, at first I thought that had something to do with the homogenization, because... I don't remember. I was a kid but, and didn't understand what it was at the time. But milk back then was homogenized, so that can't have anything to do with it. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, it still is, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, well, it wasn't... Goat's milk. The it's homogenization wasn't part of it. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, today, when I get milk out of the fridge, I still shake the jug up. My wife makes fun of me for it. But you don't really need to. I mean, generally, goat's milk does not separate the way cow's milk does. Not the way cow's milk does. But I remember opening it up and you'd see the, just this little layer of of sort of very thin extra creaminess on the top. Uh, okay. But let's say that we had... Like, yeah cow's milk that wasn't homogenized it would be mm-hmm. like a giant thick layer of stuff but oh so like uh, you pick it up like like you can look in the jar okay like, there's the cream and there's the yeah the, the way you can i see guess. it hmm. um anyway but but the fact is we, we're running out of ba- we we don't have a baby formula and it's this is obviously by design i mean they're shutting down baby formula plants and they were warned, hey, if you shut this plant down, there's going to be a national, maybe even worldwide shortage on baby formula. And the FDA did it anyway. And as far as I know, they continue to be shut down, aside from the fact that all these food processing plants are being burnt down. Yeah. If I it, understand it, some really of them are weird. being hit with the airplanes. Oh, wow. I hadn't even heard that. I, I heard that. I don't know if it's true, but 
But there's a lot of food processing plants being burnt down. I know that for sure. And there's a national shortage. There's a worldwide shortage on certain foods right now. So is it possible that one way to uh, approach the problem, one one way that the problem could be solved, not that you or I could could solve it this way, right. but if the right people became interested, uh, if the states, in the United States at least, other countries in the world, I don't know, they, you know they, they've got to figure out their own thing. But in the United States, if the individual states said, you know what, go local, locally grown, locally processed, locally packaged, locally sold, and we will shield you from FDA regulations because yeah, by that- constitution, the FDA only actually gets to control interstate uh, goods. Right. Now, that I know that the there have been some Supreme Court decisions, and, and this, is, this is one of those well, Supreme so Court decisions. Well, so what? They should ignore them. That go, well, there, there was a decision uh, that goes way, way back, uh, and, and this is one of those that should be overturned, and everything that grew out of it should be overturned, but it basically held that Congress's power to control interstate commerce includes the power to control intrastate commerce when that commerce affects the market that has a, you know, affects some kind of interstate market. Now, yeah, that, that decision was stupid and wrongheaded and should be overturned and should have been overturned. Wait a minute, explain what you mean over. by that. I didn't understand the Okay. Issue. Okay, so uh, there was like, I don't know, some, some good, I, I, I don't forget, I don't remember the exact details let's of the case, milk. but let's say it's wheat. Let's say or no. Wheat. Yeah. Okay. okay. No. So, uh, Congress has you know regulations f- via the FDA or perhaps just directly regulating uh, milk as a interstate commerce good. Okay. So some dairy farmer in California uh, has his own cows. He gets milk from them. He ref- you know does what he does with the milk and then. Bottles, sells, and ships them entirely within the state of California. He doesn't ship them anywhere outside of California. Okay, well, if you read the Constitution, the plain meaning of the language, he is not running afoul of the FDA or of anything that Congress has a right to do. Yeah. But Congress got the Supreme Court to rule that, oh, when Congress gets to regulate the interstate commerce of milk, that also means they get to regulate... Everything that's going on within individual states, if it affects that interstate market. Okay, yeah. You can see how stupid and wrong headed and obviously not what the text of the Constitution says. It should be overturned. It should have been overturned many times over. But that's the kind of precedent that's in the way of, of my proposal for how to solve these problems. Here's the thing but about these uh, these shortages. Um, we cannot do anything, and probably the the Republicans in office, as few as there are, because the one half of them are rhinos. But yeah, they don't even care to do anything. The ones in Senate are unable to do much either. But right, the governors could. The governors yeah, the could protect us. Yeah, could take action. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike and Dewine it would turn into Supreme Court 
I mean, it would it would go to the Supreme Court. It would be Court a while, yeah. It, it could be... It would provide opportunities to overturn just like the, the uh, you know, just like we, we've got this Roe v. Wade overturn thing going, which, by the way, yeah. what is the status of that anyway? I don't know. It was know. supposed to happen by now. Yeah, I thought it was. And we still don't know anything, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. That's another way America's falling apart. Supreme Court justices are being threatened. Well, yeah, and, and, they're being... And, they're and running for US, their lives. U.S. elected officials are encouraging it. Yeah. You want to talk about the United States falling apart. And it's like the one good decision they've made in over 50 years. You yeah. know? And I, we got to keep praying that they don't back down on this. But that will maybe be the start of something. But people like the murderer Mike DeWine would never shield us from that kind of thing. But there are some Some governors would governors who would like DeSantis and, you know, Mm -hmm. problem um, is even the governors who might be, uh, might have the, the, the courage, um, and you know, the, the stick to itness to do something like that. I think so many of them and so many state legislators you know, because this this whole sort of overarching um, control by the yeah. FDA is has been ingrained in so many people for so many generations. I think it, the 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 real challenge is getting them to even think about it that way. Uh, How do you even plant yeah. the idea in their head? I don't know that. Though, hey, because you really have the constitutional authority to do this, even. Um here in Ohio, the legislators, you know, the the governor held us all hostage and locked everyone down and put mm-hmm. terrible rules that were he really didn't have the power to do, shut down restaurants that he didn't have the power to shut down. The mm-hmm. legislators were all against him mm-hmm. and kept passing laws that he kept breaking. Um, well... Then maybe so we do have something we, in our state legislatures. If, that, if, that, if we could get rid of the governors who are no good, I think I think we could totally do that. I think people like Florida are already set to do things like that. Um, I don't know why he hasn't, but yeah, I, it, it's time to get some kind of perfection, protection against the FDA. The FDA has mm-hmm. purposely shut down small farmers. I know personally people who have had this happen to them. It's it's a it's a sham. The the uh, industrialized farmers are shutting down the smaller ones via the FDA. Yeah, that's the FDA has become a uh, a targetable weapon. It, it's like the mob, you know. Mm-hmm. They they just they're the 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 foot soldiers for. For giant industrialized farmers, it's sickening. But you're right; that would be the way to fight this. If anyone in America is going to fight it, so far it looks like no one is. But if anyone yeah. did, that would be how it would happen. I don't know what else well, you could do. We I mean, keep praying. I mean, that's that's the way it should happen. That's the way the founders yeah. envisioned it happening. Exactly. Yeah. They certainly didn't see this 
uh, giant bureaucracy and all the overreach it has to be able to shut down, you know, tiny goat farmers with with 30 goats selling milk locally. And the FDA mm-hmm. comes in and, and kills all their goats and says, you're in violation and shuts them down. No, that's not what the founding fathers yeah, that, wanted. That should never that's be ridiculous. allowed to happen. Okay, so we've got the food shortage, formula shortage. Uh, very recently, we've the CDC has unanimously approved COVID-19 vaccines for children under the age of five, including babies. Six wow. months old, I think, is the, they're saying after Parents, six months. don't go do that. That's just child abuse. It's so stupid. And since our last talk, we've found... There is solid evidence for um, a decline in sperm. Uh, and this was noticed because of sperm banks who have regular donors. Oh, yeah? Are suddenly seeing like a 10, 15% drop in their sperm count. Basically, the vitality of men is going down as yeah. this vaccine. That is weird. I wonder if that's like... I guess I could see, I mean, based on how the vaccine itself works, yeah, I could see that happening. I could see how that would be one of the side effects. I mean, the same way people were losing hearing because of it. But I didn't know people were losing hearing because of it. Is, yeah, that's, is that I mean, possible? my wife that's being an audiologist, of... she's kind of plugged into that. And that is one of the, you know, one of the side effects. Is it possible that that's a side effect of uh, COVID? No, I think it's a side effect of how the how the vaccine works. Okay. Be- and the reason is, again, because I think that the problem with the vaccine is that unlike the virus itself, which targets specific types of cells in the body, that's why it's considered, for example, a respiratory disease, the vaccine, I think, is nonspecific, and yet it does the same thing to cells. So if the cells that it happens to land in are, uh, you know, cells uh, like the the um, uh, the the hair cells in your ears yeah. that are you know allow you to hear, well, those are irreplaceable. So when those get destroyed because of the vaccine's activity, they're not going to grow back. If the vaccine happens to target the cells that are producing, you know, sperm, well, yeah. Then those are what are going to be destroyed. It's crazy. I'm seeing the fact that it's nonspecific is what's scary about it. Have you seen the the strong baby reports? Strong baby? No. Like babies getting unreasonably strong, like muscular, like like they can break fingers strong or well, they can. Like what what age and what how strong? Generally, babies that are a couple days old supposedly being able to lift their heads by themselves. Um, which I, I, I'm try, I try to remember because this you is know, not in connection with the vaccine, right? It is. From, oh, it is. They're giving from oh, women who have had parents. the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, and the oh, and babies and, are doing things that they shouldn't be able to do yet. Yeah. For example, grabbing onto your finger and being able to mm-hmm. lift the baby up by the fingers. Oh. Um. At at like a couple weeks old. Wow. Okay. I'm. I don't know, Vicky. 
Vicky tells me these things, and I think, oh, I should look that up and talk about it. And then I remember it while we're talking, and I'm like, eh, maybe I shouldn't bring that <laughs> oh, up. Shoot, wish I'd look I haven't up. seen it. I'm trying to think of when my kids were a day or two old. It seems like some of them could lift their head a little bit. I'm trying to, because that's one of the things that I, I do with babies, is I let them grab my fingers, and I kind of yeah. see how far I can pull before they let go. And I'm trying to remember if, if they... Kind of at least, you know, sit up. Of course, the the thing is, the baby's only two weeks old. Um, it's like even if they're hanging on with your their fingers, you still got to be careful with their head and neck. Right. At so that age. Gotta, I mean, yeah. So it's it's, it's so I'm I'm not sure that I've ever tried to like stand them up at that age. You know, maybe, maybe yeah. two months old. Well, I guess that's the point is that there are these babies only a few days old. That don't need their head supported. Doing things that babies well, shouldn't but be able to I would do. I don't know if I would notice because I just do it out of it's automatic, you know. Yeah, you, you kinda just my hand's the always there anyway. Where it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I do have babies that were unusually strong. Like Thomas. Okay, so Thomas was born. I'm gonna cuss in a minute. So I'm gonna cuss a lot in a minute. Thomas was born, and the doctor grabs him by the feet and spanks him to get him crying. <laughs> and Thomas turns around and says, fuck you, college boy. I'll kick your ass right now. <laughs> I, I'd believe that with Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Some by the way, is, are... Danny, is Danny with you? Is he Danny staying at your place? is... Uh, in and out of this house. I don't know oh, where he he's is. He's trying to second. call me. I'm recording right now. If you see him, say, hey, I'm recording with your dad. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's here. Walking oh, okay. around. So, yeah. I think he was on the porch last time I saw him. But, um, yeah, so I don't, there's reports that babies born of vaccine parents are stronger than they ought to be. Okay. All right. We'll have to see. <laughs> Um, Uvalde, Uvalde, uh, school shooting. Oh, uh, what is a that, terrible, is that, what a, that was, is that the one in that, yeah. Texas? Huh? Where was that? Is that yeah, the one in Texas. Texas? Yeah. Texas. Okay. Uh, insane. Bunch of kids died. And, you know, at first you're just kind of imagining how bad that is. And then you find out later, number one, the police were outside some of them also inside the building mm-hmm. and then went back outside for an hour before going to get this guy. Yeah. An hour. Yeah. During that time, shots are being fired. And what may, I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine this because if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you'll know that I am no friend of the police. I, I don't have any faith in police mm-hmm. in general. But right. parents had decided, I'm going in there and getting my kid. And they were handcuffed. I think one was tased, locked up, told, no, you cannot go in there. I think one woman finally escaped and went in and got her, I think she got two or three of her kids and then a few of the other ones out. Oh, okay. I don't know if, I don't know if those kids were actually in danger, but she got some kids out because she escaped the police. And then finally, if I understand it right, 
here's what happened is that uh, a border guard, an ICE agent, got a gun from a citizen and went in there and took care of the situation. That's what ended it. He was not supposed to go in there and end it. He did anyway. The police were still outside in mass, a bunch of them, with bulletproof vests and all these assault rifles with their fingers Mm -hmm. up their butts. Yeah. Not letting parents go and save their children. What more do you need to make these conservatives knock it off with the whole, we support our police flags and things like that? I mean, okay, you want to support cops, that's fine. And I'm not saying... Uh, I'm not saying take away their money or the police. But uh, for heaven's but sakes, something's got to be done them, about these people. Hold them to doing what the police are supposed to do. Right. I mean, it's it's and, not like this was some kind of uh, like situation where they didn't know what was going on and, and they're not sure whether they should act or anything like that. There's a guy in there with a gun with kids and he's shooting people. You act. There was a, for a while there, they were making the excuse that it had gone from active shooter to barricade. And that during that time, he was holding the kids hostage. And that's why they weren't going in. But Did that is not that case. No. Well, I don't know. They weren't See, talking the to thing. him. Yeah. They, I mean, they, that just wasn't the case. That's a lie. This was yeah. not a hostage situation. There were shots being fired. If mm-hmm. there's shots being fired, this is no longer hostage. This is active shooter. And there were shots being fired, and they continued to stand outside and do nothing. This isn't a Uvalde problem, police problem. This is the politicization of the police departments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's the problem, where in places like New York... They're not even supposed to arrest someone unless they commit more than, what was it, something like $700 worth of damage or theft. Wow. I mean, I, I, it's outrageous because yeah, they won't prosecute these people. $400 window I yeah. threw a brick through. You can't arrest me. Yeah, screw you. Wow. I mean, the police department needs reform. And trying to pretend that they're the almighty, uh, you know, one's risking their no, lives every day gonna, for a decision. That's yeah. not true. That's not what the police do. And if you've been to a Trump rally, you know that the police will not protect Trump ralliers from protesters. Right. Protesters get their get uh, beat up in front of the police, and the police do nothing. And then when the police are called on Trump people, then they do their job. That's then they when they the people. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, I, I'm sorry. You, I, you'd think that conservatives would understand this, but generally speaking, they don't. Most mm-hmm. conservatives just come out and say, "Oh, I'm in. Tr- I'm behind our police 100 percent," and I'll never say that because yeah, um, no. the police can always use reform, and usually a lot of reform because there's a lot of there's a lot of bad guys in the police department. If not them being bad then they're commanded by bad people. And uh, if they have a job to do, they don't do it because um, they're told not to do it. And so, but I mean, you know, you think about like the, 
Look, you can't just offer the excuse I was doing what I was told to do. That's not an excuse. You can't say that. If you're arresting peaceful protesters, you can't just say, well, I was, I was told to arrest them. That's what my job is. That's not your job. You don't have to do everything you're, com- I, well, I don't know. I know there's, there's a certain degree of, uh, blind obedience. Yeah. When I, it comes to, but only a but certain you know, amount. Sometimes it's obvious amount, what's going honestly, on. Honestly, that with, you know, with, with soldiers in war, maybe that applies more. With local policemen who are supposed to be part of the community that they're serving, right. I think that applies a lot less. Yeah, certainly. Certainly when you got a bunch of protesters who are obviously peaceful and you're being told to arrest them all because, um, because whoever's in charge is pro-abortion and doesn't like pro-lifers. And we've seen mm-hmm. that many, many times. Yeah, we've seen that a lot, yeah. And that's... Probably why we're so red pilled on the police because we grew up with it, mm-hmm. and we've got we know people who are criminal and run afoul of police and kind of understand that that life as well. And it I don't know it's just I, I no matter how I look at them I just never I never did like cops and. I guess that's one of those things I never will like cops because they're cops. But you can't deny that that there's a lot of reform that needs to happen. I mean, here in Shiviet, um I was not in Shiviet at the time, but everybody knows that shoes hanging from, well, most people know that shoes yeah. hanging from a telephone wire or electric wire yeah. means that you yeah. can buy drugs there. That, that's that's your drug play. Yeah, I, enough to say. I think everybody knows. <laughs> and it's been across the street from mom and dad for years. And yeah. I think one time somebody took them down. And the next day, the guy went out there and put them back up. Mm-hmm. So the cops know where the drugs are being sold. And yet, they yeah, they don't do anything about it. Okay, you don't need to storm it without cause or something like that. You know what you could do? Park out front and just be there. Yeah, then the... <laughs> Nobody wants to come buy heroin. Yeah, see the that, cop there. They're gonna, okay. There's a cop there. I'm not, <laughs> not going to buy drugs here. You can put them out of You're business. Not. Yeah. Get them the hell out of our neighborhood. But mm-hmm. Shivia cops didn't do that. Instead, they... No. I don't know. I, I mean, just stop. think about that. I live in you could, you could be You could be parked outside a drug dealer's place or have a beat route that goes past it every, you know, minute and a half. Yeah. And... You know, our fine Shiviet police will not do that, but look at how many cops waste so many hours uh, sitting with a radar gun on a speed trap. Yeah, it's it's idiotic. That's, that's the kind of thing that is... Seatbelt traps. Seatbelt mm-hmm. traps. They care more about whether or not I wear a seatbelt than the guy across the street was oh, dealing gosh, heroin to kids. To kids in the neighborhood, yeah. It's, it's idiotic. And... Yeah, I, I just, it, oh well, we better get off the subject. Because I live in Shiviet again, and <laughs> I got to go. quit talking about, I'm going to get, I'm going to well, get yeah, rubbed because out. Because Shiviet you know? cops are going to listen to our podcast. Yeah, because they all listen to us. 
<laughs> I just I, I should be, be talking this much about shit. Yeah, if somebody knocked on my door, it'd be like, "Mr. Angle, are you the ambassador of common sense? I got a few choice words for you." Yeah, but you know the thing is, if a, if if there was a shiviot cop who who happened to be the kind of guy who would bother to listen to our podcast, he's probably already agrees with you. Yeah, <laughs> and he's already frustrated with the police force. Yeah. Okay, so the Uvalde thing, it was tragic, as tragic as that was, it it almost looks like by design at this point. Because there's mm-hmm. also questions, this guy had, this guy was, uh, I mean, he, he was low class, he didn't have money, but he had a really nice truck, if I understand oh. it right, and he had hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars worth of guns and ammo. ammo. Huh. You don't, I mean... So it's like, how did he come by that? I know you being... You can get deals here and there. It's like, you know, somebody steals a gun and uses it to pay for drugs. So you've got this stolen gun that goes for kind of cheap. That happens, I know. But he had all the right kinds of stuff to do what he did. And yeah. it's kind of... People are starting to question, well, wait a minute, is this another FBI thing? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, how can you ever not be sure of stuff like that anymore since the whole uh, Michigan governor thing? Yeah. It looks more and more like the whole January 6th thing was was a big setup. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to listen to the truthers about 9-11. I, I know. I was just thinking about my, that I, myself. I'm not like, going wow, to take that up, step, but not no. But but it's like okay, like Michael Moore is looking less and less, you know, out there. Yeah, there seems to be something there that we ought to know about that we don't know about, and mm-hmm. maybe that's the case in Uvalde and some of the other shootings that happened around the same time, because yeah. they did all happen at the same time. Like within two weeks, like three or four. Well, okay. Here, so, here's the. So, have you heard about this one in Alabama too? Um, is this three people at an Episcopal yeah. church? Yeah, and that's in my news going, stuff. We're going to hear more about that. It's so weird because the guy who did the shooting is just this seventy-year-old gun dealer. I can't find any information on why he did it. And yet he's alive to talk. Yeah, he didn't. Right. He didn't Did, die hasn't anyone in asked it, him? Like so many other shooters do. Yeah, he. I. I have a feeling this. He may have known the people. That, I don't know. I, almost like it's personal. I. I don't know, but it sounds. I, I think something more is going to come out of this. But in that case, there was a. Uh, there was another person there, and it looks like he grabbed a chair and smacked the guy in the head with it. And yeah. then took the gun away from him and held him there until the police got there. So when are people going to look at all these various kinds of shootings, school, church, club, whatever, and start concluding that it would just be better if they made it easier to carry? It seems to solve the problem over and over again. And the times where a citizen who carries ends an active shooting incident is never reported. No. They couldn't hide the Uvalde thing. 
But that was what happened. A, a citizen happened to have a gun and gave it to this ICE guy. And he went in on his own and took care of the problem. Yeah, where the police would not. As far as I know, there have been none of these incidents in schools where the teachers are allowed to carry. I yeah. Butler County, I think I think all the schools in Butler County have carrying teachers. Oh, okay. That's Or at least he they they announced that that's this was going to be the policy mm-hmm. and the sheriff of Butler County uh said that the day they announced it, he got hundreds of uh, letters saying, yeah, I want to do this. What do I got to do? What kind of training oh, right. do I got to go through? People Stuff yeah, like ready to sign up. I mean, so, think about it. How many of these these uh, shooters were teachers? None of them. Yeah, none. At the very least, let the teachers carry. Yeah. All right, so we got Uvalde. Um, okay, Pope Francis comes out. It was an interview. And he... Uh, this isn't about America. This is more about the church. But mm-hmm. it, it's, I hate to say it, this is about America. He makes this announcement that the problem in the church right now are the, I, I can't, restorationists who want to deny Vatican II. What? Is you know, that what, what caused McCarrick and all these oh, yeah. priests <laughs> yeah. who are yeah, diddling that, young uh, boys? Yeah, that's, that, that, that's it. It's it's the restorationists that that caused all these priests and bishops uh, in the church to be gay and violate boys and stuff like that. Yeah, like and, like and, and, Monsignor Burrell, who who by the way is back in um, in his diocese practicing priest now. The the Monsignor who was on Grinder. He was mm-hmm. general secretary of the U.S. Bishops Conference, and yeah. we found out that he was using Grinder. He was it was kind of a daily thing. Which is, uh, that's a gay hookup site, right? Yeah, Grinder. Yeah, he was hooking up with gays, and he was in charge of the U.S. Bishops Conference. He was general secretary of the U.S. Bishops Conference. I think, if I understand it right. He had a lot to do with deciding who was going to get into the school that generally made bishops. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but anyway, you know, they found out about this and he stepped down. But which Bishop which, Callahan... He, he stepped down how, how long ago was this? This is like a year two, ago, less than a, a year, year. Two years. Which means right up until that time, right up until that time... The seminaries were still being primed, basically yeah. with with you know guys who are, are are targeting for it because they might be turned gay or might be trending homo or whatever. Yeah, I mean it, it's not like this problem ended twenty years ago when all the scandals started coming out or anything like that. Right. We've still got a whole generation of priests that we need to get rid of before the church is going to be able to return to normal. Yeah. Well, he, he, Bishop Callahan of uh, Wisconsin, in Wisconsin has put him back into a parish where he can do work as a parish he, priest. Oh, wow. This is the same oh, bishop man. who has not allowed uh, James Altman to get back in service. Mm-hmm. That's the same bishop. <laughs> yeah. So in the same well, diocese, James Altman is on lockdown and not allowed to be a practicing priest. 
Uh, but this sicko, you know. Yeah, he's he's you know all about it. Well, you know, crazy. here's the thing. I I I am still a firm believer that um, the mass has everything to do with everything in the church. And yeah. I'm I'm reading this quote. Of course, I don't know if he said it in English or not. But this quote in the article about the the interview with the Pope. Yeah. The sentence. I I completely agree with the sentence. The current problem of the church is precisely the non-acceptance of the council. Absolutely true. Yeah. Because when they reformed the mass, they did not accept the instructions from the council in Sacrosanctum Concilium, and that fact is the root of so many of the problems we have yeah. today. Not even a little I bit. I absolutely agree. I, and here's the problem with a statement like that, is there are a lot of trads who will allow themselves to get in a fight over this, and, and that will be the fight. It's like Yeah, they'll fight but, the council it, instead of saying, wait a minute, <laughs> you didn't do what the council, the council says. Did, yeah, yeah. If someone says, accuses you of being against Vatican II, say, what am I against? Where yeah. in Vatican II... Am I defiant? Show me what words say that I should be doing these things that you say I should mm-hmm. be doing. It's like, for it's heaven's insane. sakes, please give me the Mass of Vatican II. I would want that. I, I would love that. That would be a great there Mass. Is no, there is no Mass of Vatican II. It doesn't right. exist. I would personally probably prefer the older Latin Mass, but I'd be open to it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm, It's kind of funny. I was, I was talking to, to uh, my son, and um, he, he's one of these who really like reads a lot of different stuff, and and he and I were kind of commenting that, you know, how radical we are. We're sort of back in the age of St. Uh, Augustine of Hippo. Um, yeah. St. Augustine would write papers discussing whether or not it was appropriate to allow chant during the Mass. Because it was distracting? or Because it didn't used to be a thing. The Mass was just praying. Okay. And, and yeah. there wasn't any chant. And so back in, in, in his day, you know, the, the age of patristics... Um, that that was the big, you know, kind of like the 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 scandal. Wow. The thing was, uh, you know, actually actually chanting during mass instead of just praying. <laughs> wow! And now we're like, give us our chant back. Get rid of all these other stupid new music. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I mean, if we went back to uh, say the first century, um, the Jews mm-hmm. of that time, I wonder if they chanted during their worship. Synagogue, I wonder, whatever that's they a good, do. I don't know, but I, I mean, it, it wouldn't be the same thing as a mass. I, I don't think there's right. like a Jewish version of the mass. It's a whole different right. kind of thing. I don't think so, though. I mean, may, maybe I, they sang I mean, a few they, songs, but they read from they, scriptures. They had rabbis who preached. You know, Jesus would go into the the synagogues, and he would yeah. read, and then he would teach based on the readings. I'm sure they had some kind of singing, though, and I'm. Well, you know, the I early have a Christians, feeling it would be that kind of monotone. Oh yeah, yeah, some kind of tempo, intonation, you know, you know, chanting or antiphonic or something like that. Um, yeah, but I think the early Christians. Uh, I think if we were to go back in you know first century and look not at the Jews but at the Christians, 
I think what we would find a lot is that the mass looked a lot like the low mass. The low mass. Of yeah. the traditional, uh, you know, a few things, you know, certainly would have developed since then. But I think it looked a lot like that. And then I think they sang um, as they went from the mass. Because they had other, you know, they had those, there's a gop what's it called agape yeah. meals or whatever and stuff like that i think that's when they sang but anyway be. that's i'm i'm you know i'm speculating and and you know speaking without having the benefit of of actually done any research in that but no matter what but by the fourth uh, century vatican it was II. like oh yeah vatican two getting back to that yeah please for heaven's sakes give us the church of vatican two give us the mass of vatican two and Yes, if you did that, that would probably solve a lot of the problems in the world. So on yeah. that score, the Pope is absolutely correct. The problem with the Pope is that his non-acceptance of the council is what he's propagating in his papacy. Now, obviously, um, well, I don't know what to say about it. It's a misdirection. It's like, oh, you don't, yeah, I don't, I, after that, it's like, we could fight all day about yeah, I guess I just stick with what we first said. Okay, fine. We're not denying Vatican II. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do want a restoration of what we had before Vatican II, but that's because you didn't follow Vatican II when you gave us the Mass, the Novus Ordo. Right. Well, we Restore it uh, and then reform it correctly. Speaking in the church in America, uh, Archbishop Corleone says, Pelosi, you cannot take communion. Finally, that was a big deal. A Finally, someone with a tiny bit of backbone. I mean, and th- here's the thing: I'm celebrating this, and you know, in my heart. Um, but why am I celebrating something that should have been standard for every bishop in the United States? Yeah, it should never have even been questioned. It's like I'm especially like, for such a bad crime. It's like uh, such a bad evil. You know, bowing down to a to, to me. It's like if everybody bowed down to me because I got up and went to work in the morning. Yeah, you know, good job. <laughs> You're supporting yeah. your family. Great. You're what a, a hero. hero. <laughs> for heaven's sakes. Nonetheless, in today's environment, you know he's taking flack internally in the College of Bishops. Right. Well, she's still getting communion, you know. She just went Obviously. to uh, yeah, yeah. But you Washington, know what? DC. He doesn't have to answer to the Lord for that, right? Uh, Bishop, or is it Cardinal Gregory or Bishop Gregory in DC does have to answer to the Lord for that? Yeah. And then we've got people like Cupich uh, giving communion to non-gay, non-Catholics. Yeah, and it's like we. It's like, okay, let's find out how many different ways and, and, and how vilely we can uh, violate our Lord. The fact that the church has been infiltrated is so glaring now. And the fact that Pope Francis is part of that infiltration, not just of, of a group of guys who are anti-Catholic, but a group of guys who are evil, satanic. Yeah, yeah. It would be one thing if they were infiltrated by a bunch of Lutherans or something like that. This is far more sinister than that. This is terrible. This is, this is evil beyond words. And I don't see how you could call Pope Francis anything but he keeps 
stepping on the neck of people who want to be faithful to the church. Mm-hmm. And he keeps giving free reign to people who are spitting at the church. Yeah. I, what else do you call that? Yeah. He's a it's bad like, guy. You know. This is and, evil. And, you know, it's it's like, it's weird because it's not just the church. Um, it's It's that they seem to all be... Um, have this weird demonic uh, focus on St. Paul. All the stuff Saint that St. Paul. Paul warned against and admonished against, that's what these yeah. people want, including his admonishments against receiving the Eucharist unworthily. Right. That was one right. of his things. Yeah, he made... Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, and... The thing is, I mean, Pope Francis brags about the fact that he has never turned anyone away for communion. Wow, I hadn't heard that. That's so bad. That's awful. I mean, this is Jesus Christ. This is God, the creator of the universe. And he has made it clear that you have to be worthy. you got to at least try. You know, think it, well, you know? it, it's the, the, the um, parable of the wedding feast you remember after the uh um, yeah those the who guy had been invited you know and and the king said okay disinvite all those who said they can't come and go get people from the streets and bring them in they're going to celebrate the feast. well because that was the the jews being rejected for the gentiles but then a man was found who was not dressed properly for the wedding feast and he was singled out and targeted for expulsion to be you know kicked out in the night you know, with gnashing of teeth and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what this is. They are inviting people to be that man by, you know, by by offering Holy Communion to those, you know, especially abjectly who are in sin. They, you know, like Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is, I keep forgetting, is, is the guy, is, is Gregory in D.C., is he a cardinal or a bishop? I mean, he's he's a bishop, but is he also a cardinal? I I, I can't keep uh, up with who's know. a cardinal anymore because Pope Francis keeps you know adding to to the um, the cardinalate. Anyway, cardinal, yeah, he's a cardinal. Okay, so Cardinal Gregory, by you know giving Pelosi minute. communion, is precisely putting her in that position to be thrown out where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. That, I mean, yeah. he's doing that to her. He's he's inflicting that on her. He's being the opposite of charitable. He's supposed to be leading people to heaven. And That's he's really leading them job. to hell. Literally. And uh, Corleone is being, you know, um, criticized just, just for doing his job. Like you yeah. said, this is his job and he's trying to do it. It's really sad, but we keep looking to God for some kind of, I don't know, miracle, something you know, I need to happen. I keep looking to God for save my children. That's I, I know it sounds like selfish and yeah. small, but in terms of the world, I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So I just, you know, okay, save, keep, save my children, get my children to hang on so that their children will hang yeah. on. So that when it does get better, they can be part of it. That that's kind of what I'm reduced to. Now, I think if things turn around within my lifetime, 
wow, that'll be awesome, but I don't expect him to. I think um, I think that generally um, it should be the the good people, good Catholics, ought to expect um, to be oppressed and persecuted. That mm, right, it mm. ought to be kind of part of all. Oh, you're going to become Catholic. Well, things things are going to get bad for you now. It's not, it, it's <laughs> I mean, hard look, when guys, your own bishops do it, but. <laughs> yeah, it is bad when your bishop is the one who's doing the persecution. But hey, you know what? Except in certain places of the Middle East and, and maybe in corners of China and so forth, for most of the world, no matter how bad you think it's you know going to be if, if you go all out solid Catholic, you still don't hold a candle to the martyrs in the first three centuries, guys. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it Jesus promised us that the world would hate us. And yeah. it seems like well then Christianity was accepted by Rome and it became the national religion in in nations all over the world throughout the centuries. So it seems like well the world doesn't but but what he said didn't go away. The world still hates the real Catholics. And I guess that's not really going to change. What's changed is that our bishops started hating Catholics. Oh, right. Um, but the world still ought to hate us. Because the world rejects Jesus, if we are not loathsome to the world, that means we're not reflecting Jesus. Yeah. If, if the world so, doesn't hate us, we're doing it wrong. That means we don't look like Jesus. This is kind of a new age where the bishops have really joined the world in their hatred of Catholics. But yeah. it's it's not... I don't think it's apocalyptic. I think it's just a different age where it's kind of a miraculous age because somehow the teachings of the church survive. And the church, the Mass, is still there. Yeah. That, and, that's a miracle. And it's gaining... I mean, it's still tiny right. in terms of popularity, but it's gaining popularity. That, to me, that's right. a huge miracle. And the priests who have uh, who have trained under the more uh, traditional uh, right are are stronger and better priests. Yeah, generally speaking, and they're a lot more uh, enthusiastic. Not even enthusiastic. They're a lot more serious about being a Catholic priest than they are in all the other seminaries. Well, let's, let's say that, that they um, they understand the reality that the, the top primary principle reason for being a priest is yeah. to offer the Mass. And the second reason, reason is... The other sacraments, starting with confession. I mean, that yeah. is why priests are. Everything else that priests do can be done by a non-priest. Yeah. And if you don't love the Eucharist, you have no business being a priest. And the, those who are trained in the traditional Mass, that's what they learn to love, is the Eucharist. They love or the Eucharist, yeah. They go that way because they love the Eucharist, perhaps. I, I think maybe that's even more close to the truth. Right. Yeah, and you, and you can see it in their faces when you when you see them not just say mass, but when you see them going to mass, 
Yeah. Uh, you can see their love for the Eucharist, which is simply is not there for most Novus Ordo priests. So, I don't know. To me, that's that's a cause for hope. So we're being persecuted by our own bishops right now. Okay, we'll get over it. We still got to figure out what this... We got to figure out what to do with Pope Francis because there's some... <laughs> uh, there's you know, some I, it's like there's so such weirdness around Pope Francis. It, it's and some of it possible heresy and some of it even possible uh, magisterial error. I don't know what else to call it because we haven't, it's not been explored yet, but yeah, you know, the, the, the things that he's put out that are obviously wrong. Incorrect. At the, yeah. It's like, and okay. The, so the, I don't the know. The church is going to have to, over the course of history, over the next say 150 years, the church is going to have to develop or learn some some more categories and nuances in its own thinking about its magisterium. I, I don't know yeah. how else or, to interpret the modern age. Or deal with uh, Pope Francis's legitimacy. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if, if Because that is a question. If it turns out, you know, 10 years from now that the, the church determines that, that Francis was an anti-pope... That kind of like that. That's like the easy answer to all the questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now it all makes yeah. sense. Uh, you know, then it then would. You can that's true. Yeah. Wipe the sweat from your brow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. That's... I was got through that. <laughs> but we we have to wait and see that. I I don't know what the answer is because it's always been my it's always been my answer to Protestants. Hey, I'm Catholic because I know for a fact that the Church cannot err. Yeah. And I, I believe in the infallibility of the Pope, but I don't know how to make that. Uh, I don't know how to make that match up against Pope Francis. I just don't know yet. Yeah, it's it's difficult with Pope Francis, and and I, um, I you know, it's really uh, I got to give credit where credit's due. It's it's um, Timothy Gordon who who kind of brought my mind around on this. It's it's not necessarily something that you know you say that okay the church is infallible even the pope when you know acting within the a certain office in a certain way is infallible but when not acting within that office within a certain way both the pope and the church the infallibility is something that you have to sometimes wait for historically for the church to iron things out yeah it's it's you know something might be proposed by a pope and then later it maybe gets picked up by a successor and then maybe later by a council and and fleshed out. And, you know, it's that kind of process. You have to be patient and wait for it. Right. And it's it's in yeah. that historical view that you see, hey, yeah, the church is consistently always right yeah, about, you know, faith and morals. Yeah. Inerrant. So, I guess inerrant is a better word than right. So we just wait and see. Yeah, and you, uh, you gotta trust the Holy we'll Spirit. You know, God works in His time. A thousand years are, you know, are, are a watch in the night for God. So yeah. we feel like, oh God, you're taking so long. Well, he's not really taking so long. We we just have to be faithful. We will enjoy the fruits of our fidelity um, when we're in heaven, and the church ultimately will triumph. Yeah. 
Um, have you have you seen the report about these weird blood clots uh, as a result of uh, the vaccine? No. Okay, I'm going to send you an email. Look at the email. Okay. There's these. They're not really blood clots. There's, according to this guy who was on Infowars, um, these people are dying from SADS, mm-hmm. sudden adult death. Well, first let's talk about SADS. Uh, yeah, every woman who has had kids you said it just now. Okay, every woman who has heard who's had children knows what SIDS is. Sudden Infant, yeah, infant Death, death Syndrome. syndrome. Mm-hmm. They worry about it all night. They sit there and watch their child sleep because they're scared to death of SIDS. Um, and every every so often, a baby dies of SIDS. There's no explanation for it. Um, we, I they, think doctors they've tried, have... They've given us various... Yeah, I mean, they've, they've like a little bit correlated it to things like, oh, if they sleep on their belly versus on their back and that kind of stuff. But they, they really don't have a cause of it. Yeah. So, uh, suddenly people are talking about sudden adult death syndrome, SADS, which really, actually, it, okay, it depends on where you look, because really it's supposed to be called sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. Oh, a breathing Having thing. to do with the heart. Yeah. Or yeah. Arrhythmic, um, yeah, that would be the heart, right, not breathing. Okay. Yeah. And this guy, I guess he's supposed to be a, a mortician. Okay. Is showing that these because there's a lot more victims of SADS. Look, we know four in our in our round of people, four young adults who really had no reason to suddenly die uh were discovered dead okay and i think they all had the vaccine who are wait a minute who are they because uh, i'm not jim, aware of this well i don't i don't know about i don't know if jim had the vaccine but my friend jim oh there was no reason for him to because i and i i know he was he got into drugs a little bit but um he had the vaccine i don't know if he did or not i'm kind of assuming he did because they're kind of weird it was like it was, we went to the funeral yeah outside funeral they're all wearing masks uh, to me weird. and he he probably, was, but he yeah. was in that timeline okay the, the vaccine was yeah. available he might have had it right i thought i thought that was longer ago than that okay okay so maybe that, i that's could wrong. be i could be wrong um uh, uh terry's husband our cousin terry oh right 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 he died suddenly unexplainably i didn't realize that yep yep oh wow uh, this is john right we i don't know his name i've never met the guy oh it's been that long since i've been around the family but but Corey's dad no not Corey's dad her husband okay wait no so, this is not john this is not john adams okay not john so john is out of the picture and then okay okay i thought She's i thought i didn't else. realize john was out of the picture See how, she I mean, was I've, married I've been and away from the apparently doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Had been okay. uh, living a clean life on a farm for quite a while. Wow, okay. I'm and kinda... suddenly he's just dead. I think he, he raises horses. Or I'm sad to hear that he's dead, horses. but I'm happy to hear that she right. had cleaned her life up. Right. Okay. Um, we have another cousin, Dennis. Yes. 
his ex-wife. Really? Who is actually younger than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a nurse, I think. That tells me that she had the vaccine. Almost definitely, yeah. And uh, the room, something like a roommate couldn't get in or something. I don't know what happened, but she died suddenly Somehow with she, no Yeah, no real explanation, explanation for it. There's another so, one, and I just can't think of who it was. That is so weird. I mean, these are people... Well, there's three. Our age. These are, these are people in our, our circle. Our, our age, age and younger. younger. Yeah. In fact, I think other than Terry's husband, who, you know, Terry's like a year older than I am... Her husband, presumably uh-huh. a little bit older than that. Did These are all people Terry's younger than a us. Year older than you? Huh? Did you just say Terry's a year older than you? Yeah, you didn't know that? About. Yeah, I knew Terry was <laughs> older than me. I thought maybe she was... I thought she was a little bit more older than you. But just a just like a year, maybe. Just a little I mean, bit. Okay. You know, we that almost could have been in the same grade kind of thing. Okay. I mean, close enough that as kids, six, seven-year-olds... We hung out, you know. Yeah. So, but point is that yeah, these are these are not old people, right? And for just in in think about how long we've gone without people really like within our family, and and you know for those of who are listening, they don't they don't know about you know Granny B and all the children and all the children's children. We have yeah, there's hundreds of people. We have 64 first cousins, and then beyond that, cousins once removed, a generation below us, and then twice removed, two generations below us. We really haven't known anyone, I don't know, in all the time we've been alive, or, or you know, I'm, I'm 50-something years old. Yeah. I don't know, maybe one to die before their time. For no with, reason. With, uh, if you ignore, like, they, there were like two babies that died. But if you ignore uh, them, one. in terms of adults, maybe one before I think just time. one, right? No, no, there was... One baby. No, there was Frankie's baby and there was uh, Peggy's baby. Uh, that was... Uh, Frankie's was stillborn, I think. Oh, or okay, he, okay, he, okay. He, the baby was case, expected to die. In that case, yeah, just one. So one baby... But Peggy's was Sid's. Right. One baby... And other than, the, I, I don't know, maybe one or two, like like yeah, one of the it. Schmitz, I think one of the Schmitz maybe died before his time or something. But, okay. and, and then, of course, our cousin Billy, who who had cancer and, and was well-known, yeah. that's what he had. But but four clusters. He like outlived this, everything the they said. It's like this he was clustering. supposed to die ten years before he Yeah, did. exactly. That's true. He, he, he kind of gave the finger to the doctor's uh, predictions. Yeah, and he wouldn't go do a lot of the stuff he was told to do. Instead, he went and smoked weed in Hawaii or something like yeah, that. Who knows? Well, that might have even—I don't know. Um, but you know, anyway, you know, he, but he, he actually uh, outlived. I, I'm gonna, he did get an operation. He, oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, since we're kind of shotgunning this this episode, I'm going to point out that that he kind of changed a little bit. He he brought me to a more. Um, uh, I guess I, I don't know philosophical, a more easygoing approach to life and trust in God, because you know when when he was diagnosed yeah. with this and and he had you know come to visit and I went and visited him you know with some friends and stuff, and this is when he was expected to you know maybe die within six months, and I said how you know how do you kind of deal with that that mm-hmm. you know it, it could just you know that that this is coming. 
he said, well, you know, how do you deal with the fact that it could come for you tomorrow or tomorrow or tomorrow? You don't know. It's like yeah. that, that explanation, I mean, hearing it from him who was just looking at sort of death in the eye because he had, you know, this this was when the six-month diagnosis was still fresh. That yeah. really kind of affected me and made me a lot more thoughtful about, yeah, death could come any time. you got to live as though death could come tomorrow. He, um... And okay, he, was not, he, he was not Catholic, you know, for the better part of his... I mean, he, he was raised Catholic, but he didn't practice for the better part of his life. He didn't practice. I don't know if he practiced in the end, but I know he received... He, he willingly al- received the he, last... Right. He allowed himself to be given last rites... Hopefully yeah. that, you know, we pray for his soul and, and leave it up to God. But here's the thing. He lived with us for a while, and I was in, I don't know, first, second grade, maybe mm-hmm. third. Oh, yeah, Probably yeah. I remember that. Third. Uh, I, we used to, um, <laughs> he was a bad influence. We used to sneak out at night and yeah. go in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I know. You wouldn't take me. Oh, um, really? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Probably would have t- tattled if I would found out, but... Um, <laughs> Because I was a little tattletale, but here's the thing: um, we—that was when Grandpa got goats. I say Grandpa. That's right. when Dad uh, brought the goats, and and we had goats, and it was kind of a big deal in the neighborhood. Yeah. By the way, we're guys, we're going to say Grandpa and and Uncle Dale and other things like that. We refer to people the way they relate to our children. Okay, so just understand yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know what. I got made fun of a lot, especially, you know, really? I, I think it was like in the beginning of second grade or third grade. I can't remember which, but, um, cause of the goats, you know, first grade, it was neat. Yeah. yeah. First grade, it was neat, but yeah. by second or third grade, I'm getting called goat herder and all kinds of other things. Um, and it was discouraging and I was. I don't know. I, for some reason, I was I had thrown some kind of temper tantrum and been sent to my room. Billy was there, and I was talking to him and telling him how everybody in the school makes fun of me because of the goats. And he said, well, that's that's because they're jealous. I said, what do you mean they're jealous? They're not jealous. He said, you think their dad would ever get them a goat? They don't have, they're not allowed to have goats. They don't get any of the stuff that you have. And he pointed to a couple other things that we had that most mm-hmm. people didn't have. And, he, like, from that day on, I was okay with it. Yeah. He had Even a way of later when I things. learned that they were... He, he had a way of making you feel okay about something, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, I don't know why we started talking about Billy, but... Well, um, because he was he was one of the very, very few in our circle that died before his time. Yeah. So, yeah, so but and, now and the point is like, right like so like this clustering of people in our circle dying before their time. Yeah, there's something yeah. there, something going on. And it's like, oh, this doesn't make sense to you. I mean, doctors are scratching their heads. How could they be scratching their heads? It's so obvious to <laughs> yeah. everyone with half a brain. But now, okay, the link that I sent you, mm-hmm. this mortician. Yeah, I see this. I'm um, looking at these weird has, plots. Yeah, they're, he's saying, look, this is this is what I'm pulling out of these people who die of SADS. Some of them are just nasty looking. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, and, some and of them are it's like, like hand size. It's like, and they're calling them clots, <clears throat> but they're not clots. There's something else. Because I've seen a clot. I've seen blood clots. Mm-hmm. They look like big globs of. Gl- yeah, of, that's what I'm saying. These don't look like clots. They look blood. like, uh, you know, something like else. like weird strings of, of aliens, molecules, or worms, or something like that. The clots are like, I don't know. They, clots just look like you know, like when you let they look like a clot. Like oil-based paint you let some... sit too long in the bucket, and you open it up, and 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 there's this film over it, and you try to just mix it into the paint. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen a clot the size of a hamburger. Wow, from what? I, uh, Vicky, when uh, when Gus was born, she was oh real bad. yeah, okay, okay, wow. Um, and that's not what a clot looks like. No, no, this is weird. This, um, this is. Uh... I don't know how much I believe. I'll, I'll put the uh, I, I'll put the link to an Infowars uh, report. Yeah, on I mean the website. Take it, you know, if you but, want to take it with a grain of salt, that's fine. Here's the thing that that I that I would be curious about, though, is um, I want to see this from more people. Yeah, for well, for more people, and are these things that are forming before the death or after the death? I mean, if it's right. something that's that's Okay, you've got this weird substance in your body so that after you die, these weird clots form. Well, okay, it's not necessarily not good, obvious that that the clots are, or that the, the thing that caused the clots is causing your death. Um, yeah. But it's still a weird correlation. Now, if they determine that these things are what's causing death, well, okay. Then whatever's causing these things is is a bad thing. I do. We do have a connection with a mortician. I wonder if I could get him to take some blood out of cadavers that died of sads. Or at least, yeah, say, hey, you know, are you able to look at this? I uh, I have a microscope. We I know who you're talking about. See. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he would. He's not really red pilled like we are. Probably. No, I kind of had a. a, a, a I don't want to say crush. I thought his is was it his niece or his daughter? I thought was cute when I was in grade school. Uh, we're thinking about two other people. Are you sure? Yeah. Last name begins with an M. You, you would no. Oh, okay. Somebody different then. All right. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, then we know two different cadavers or uh, morticians. Um. Anyway, it would be nice to get real. Secondhand knowledge from someone I know about this, um, and and just get clarification. Yeah, Terry's dad was I mean, a mortician. People can make up anything. If he was still alive and and doing his business, he could have gotten us this information too. Maybe she knows someone who's in the industry that would remember him fondly and say, "Hey, you think you could?" Yeah, I'm going to ask her about that. Probably not, but I'm going to ask her. I have a microscope, a pretty good one, I think. I did. Mm-hmm. It's here somewhere. Um, I would love to find out what happens to this. I don't see any follow-ups afterwards, you know? So I guess we'll wait and see. But it's weird. SADS is weird. The fact that I, I know personally people who are dying who shouldn't be dying, and that's weird. Uh, the only the only two things that I can think of that have changed in the past several years, number one, 
is COVID-19, and number two, the cure for COVID-19, which isn't a cure at all, and we know does absolutely nothing for you, other than cause problems. And even though COVID-19, everybody knows now, laboratory engineered, blah, 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 it's still just a virus. It is just a virus. It's a dangerous virus, but it still operates according to what a virus does. And a virus doesn't do this crap. I begin to wonder if COVID did something to us that uh, did something more than what most viruses do. Hmm. I want, I begin to wonder if it did something to our immune system. Because I, I used to get sick like once every three years. But since COVID, I've been sick three times. Wow. And only once probably with COVID. Yeah, one of them was COVID. The well, it may have been. I may have gotten the Omicron or something. I don't oh, know. yeah, I guess. But but I, I wow. never get sick, and usually when I do get sick, I get over it pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But each of these has lasted longer and longer each time. It's like three weeks, and I'm still sick. What is going okay, on? Okay, that is weird. That so is weird. I don't know. I just I just wonder I if something's maybe, maybe it's. Now. Uh, I, I mean, it would be. I I don't give enough credit to. You know, even if you accept the worst kind of, of hyper-conspiracies about a single global world-ruling cabal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't give them enough credit to be able to to uh, accomplish, like, you know, this kind of super-refined, intentional, oh, we're going to give people a virus that's going to make them susceptible to diseases – that's going to allow us to roll out vaccines that are going to do other things. I, I just don't give them enough credit intellectually. You're right. To be able to do that. I don't, I don't either. I generally don't either. As a matter of fact, I think that they had planned on a lot more people dying than did. Oh, that could be. Now, that, I think, that I could accept. I, I think this was on purpose, and I think they had planned on calling the human race with this virus and and right now i'm just talking yeah um yeah this is but it's not it's not like unreasonable for me to think this um because we know they developed it and we know they specifically did things to make more people get it yeah that's and we know that they specifically did measures to make more people die Mm -hmm. to spread it and then make Make it so more that, people die from it. Right. Putting them in the hospital and putting them on respirators and putting them on, what's that drug they use to put you on a respirator? At, uh, I can't think of their name now. Hold on. Okay, while he's looking that up, I'm going to talk because okay. I don't give people the, you know, the, 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 the so-called cabal, you know, if that even is a thing, this credit. However... It is just kind of interesting that when I was in high school, I wrote a uh, a short fiction piece, a short story fiction, about a um, comp- you know a corporation that developed a pair of chemicals, and the purpose of chemical A was nothing more, which they released in some kind of um, of uh, soda pop drink was had no other effect than to make you addicted to chemical B. 
So it's like the chemical that it made you addicted to wasn't even itself, but some other chemical, which then they were going to, and I forget how they were going to use it, how they were going to introduce it or whatever to control people. It was all about money in my story, not about some kind of like world domination or anything like that. But it's just kind of funny that idea of we'll do this one thing in order to make people need this other thing. Um, it, it, you know, when you think about it, it sounds like weird conspiratorially, but a sophomore in high school thought of it. So I'll just put it out there on that level. I, I seriously think that they meant for it to kill a lot of people. I just, that's the only thing. I, why else would they do these things that were going to, I, well, I could see why they were going to do things to make it spread. But they did things publicly that very, very obviously made people die. Well, what's weird is how few people are calling them to task for it. Calling them what? To task for it. Holding them accountable. Oh, yeah. Nobody's being called. Nobody's accountable for any of this. Yeah. That's what's especially weird. I mean, like, I, what's his name? Cuomo was, you know, uh, yeah, he was taken down, kicked out for he was kicked touching the, women, kicked out for yeah being affectionate. That that's Remdesivir. like weird. That's the one I'm trying to think oh, of. What's what's the name of it? Remdesivir. Oh, rem, okay, Remdesivir. Okay, they know that it specifically causes a lot of problems, and that is the recommended treatment when somebody you get COVID, you go home. And be shut in with your family. So you can give and it to all of them. when things get so bad, when things are so bad you can't breathe, then you come back and they uh, put you on a ventilator and give you remdesivir, which they know causes a number of problems like, uh, I think it does something to your kidneys or liver or something. Um, who uh, Patrick Coffin had uh, that, that Kennedy on last week mm-hmm. who wrote a book about Fauci. And oh, okay. went over some of these things. Uh, that podcast is... It, he's he's hard to listen to. He's got some kind of... I don't know if it's some kind of shaking in his voice that makes it hard to listen to him. But it's worth listening through that to hear all the information. And then getting the book on... Uh, I think it's called The Real Anthony Fauci. Um, he... He gives you a lot of numbers. He gives you a lot of information that isn't isn't uh, opinion. It's fact. Mm-hmm. It's Fauci was a bad guy. Oh yeah, is a bad yeah, guy. He is a bad He's guy. Still He's still there. Still there. Still um, doing his thing. And the instead of is giving you hydro uh, hydroxychloroquine, is that what it's called? The, the yeah, which had been approved decades ago by the FDA as yeah. an antiviral, both treatment and prophylactic they could send you home with that and tell you to you know give it to everybody else in your household as a prophylactic and and it and it's cheap yeah it's it's cheap it's very non-threatening yeah it's did just it it was it's so obvious Mm -hmm. that there's a conspiracy behind this um I don't know what all the 
I don't know why all of these things, but I we know that this stuff happened, and people don't make people die for no reason. There's got to be a reason. We just, I think it's just, I think it's the world, the 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 anti-population people. I I think it's that, like Bill Bill Gates. Yeah, who said that all these people who said there's too many people in the world. Yeah, I don't know why they think I mean, there's this is too the many people, people who are trying world. to spread contraception in Africa and stuff like that. Oh, hey, you're poor. I know what to do. Let's make it so there's fewer of you. Yeah, and it's like you know, you're purposely trying to keep us from producing enough food right now to uh, feed everyone. So what happens to your argument that there's not enough stuff to support people here when you're trying to keep us from supporting the people? You know what I mean? It's dumb. The yeah. whole thing is stupid. You know what? I, I think the food shortage, because uh, it's like we kind of started this podcast with that. But but coming back to that, and this is a thought that just now occurred to me. Um, yeah. We have, all, we have ourselves talked about the fact that there morally speaking is no real distinction between abortion and simply killing babies. Right. What if that's what this whole uh, baby formula shortage is all about is pushing people to the point where the discussion is, Hey, I can't feed my baby. I need to let him die. So I want legal sanction for doing so. And if that's the discussion, then that becomes everybody's focus. Nobody's talking about abortion anymore. And now the abortion industry can flourish because nobody's opposing it anymore because that's not where the discussion is anymore. Everybody's focused on babies who have been born and now whether it's okay to let them die because there's no formula to feed them. That's scary just to think about. Or at least the fact that I need to abort my baby because I won't be able to feed him. Yeah, that, that could be part of it too. But I, you know... Even if those who are responsible for these stupid decisions that are shutting down these uh, formula producers, um, even if they don't really know that this is the plan, that could still be, diabolically speaking, luciferianly speaking, the plan. Yeah, yeah, it's, the whole thing is scary, they... We know that they don't want this many people alive. Yeah. They've said this over and over again. It's like... And um, okay, so, they've discovered uh, that they're unable to keep us from having babies. So what's the next step here for these people? It, so you know the... the um, Okay, there was that movie based on the book by Dan Brown called uh, The Da Vinci Code. Really stupid you know, story. That. What's that? Oh, I did see it. It was dumb. It was so stupid. I did see that. Yeah, with Tom Hanks. Yeah. And and really, yeah. really stupid premise. Really, really stupid movie. Okay, follow on that. He did another story, which was also made into a movie called Angels and Demons, which was, at the very least, a little bit more interesting, but ultimately also stupid. He did a follow-on to that, which actually turned out to be a enjoyable movie, and I don't mean in a, you know, uh, uh, unicorns and rainbows enjoyable. I mean, you know, it, it was serious stuff. Artistically. But okay. um, it was called, oh, shoot, what was the name of that? Uh, let's see, The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and shoot, I can't remember the name of it. 
I'm going to look it up real quick and I'm going to find out. Uh, da Vinci Code, The Inferno. The Inferno. That's it. You got it. Okay. Um, it 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 grew a little bit tedious in in the um, you know the plot development. Yeah. But it was exactly along these lines. The the plot. The bad guys were out to eliminate half the human race because they had somehow calculated that if they didn't do so things were going to become a lot worse for the world in the future. You know, okay, one of the uh, superhero movies was about this. Um, I guess some girl had this power to change reality. It's the last superhero movie that I watched um, because it was so forgettable in so many ways. And then even after that, I thought, it's not worth. I was already anymore. getting tired of superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. But some girl had had some kind of superpower where she could kind of change and alter reality. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's not that she killed half the population. She just made half the population suddenly no longer exist, as if they never existed to begin with. I and suddenly everybody just started that. disappearing. Half the superheroes disappeared. And I assume that they figured a way around this. Was this like one of those uh, those but, weird, like like a Marvel Doctor Strange type? Yeah, it, it had everyone. It had Iron Man. It had Spider Man. It had the uh, the guys who fly around in a spaceship. It had Thor. Okay. It had everyone. I think I it was. I think I stopped it was, watching it those was so before dumb. that one came out. <laughs> yeah, I had two. It's just. One of the kids wanted to see it because it was supposed to be good, oh, so I put okay. it on the on the computer, and then we're watching. I'm like, "This is just dumb." Yeah, and this is this is more of the same of trying to get people to at least consider the argument that we should get rid of a bunch of people, right? And it's exactly. dumb because there's no reason. We have plenty of food to feed plenty of people. We have. We're more... not running out of food because of overpopulation. No, we're running out of food because of policy. We're running out of food because governments will not allow the food to get to their people. Period. That's the only reason. And here's the thing: we don't even. It's like uh, you know, my my um, uh, sophomore year uh, high school biology teacher. Um, he he took a you know like the last I don't know fifteen minutes. 20 minutes of class. I I don't know why he did this, why he wanted to make this point, but he said, Mm -hmm. why do we have starving people in the world? And of course, you know, various people, well, because we can't make enough food because we can't do that. He said, no, we have, yeah, we have the ability to make the food and that all, we don't have the ability to transport that we can grow it, say in America, but we, he said, no, we have the ability to transport. We have the technology to transport it. Now where he eventually led was the only reason anybody ever starves was that we don't have the money to make use of the abilities that we have uh, to get the food to everybody who needs the food. Now, um, in in a sense, I agree with him, which is that the earth is more than capable of providing food for everybody and, and way more than everybody. The only thing I disagree with is that, you know what, when you consider all the people that, that are willing to give charitably... 
there's probably more than enough money. And it's not the money, it's, yeah, it's the policies money. and the politics and especially the totalitarian leaders. That's why people starve. Whether they're warlords in these tiny little African areas or... Like Kim Jong-un in, in North Korea. Yeah, Kim Jong-un. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's all down to people who are in authority. Yeah. Who are overstepping their authority. But we have not... That's why people start. We have not even begun to remotely tax the Earth's ability to provide food for people. Provide food and energy. And energy, yeah. It's it's stupid. I mean, and and it's not like... I don't know. Okay, we've, we've already had this discussion 50 times. And you should look back on our discussions on... Uh, economies, our discussions on uh, environmentalism, mm-hmm. and one of the other ones. I can't remember what it was, but we go over all this stuff uh, in detail. But there's no reason for America to be in the shape it's in right now. Yeah, This is purely politics. All of it is politics. It's not even an economic failure. And it's not because of the shutdown I said long, right when we shut down, I said we're going to have some weird problems that develop out of this mm-hmm. later on. Long term, yeah. That 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 mm-hmm. that's not what this is. This is this is on purpose. Yeah, this deliberate. Is, policies. This is being caused yeah. right here, right now. And so, I mean, you know, maybe it's part of the what? What do they call it? The global reset or whatever. Right. Which I I think that's what they're trying to do here. But I think, I think the number one, number two, the number one way to fight this is prayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the number two, the number two way to fight this is disobedience and every opportunity. Mm-hmm. We should, we should not let them feel so comfortable that if they say you have to wear a mask, we all wear a mask. Yeah. They shouldn't think that's the case. They, they should think, well, they just won't do it. And when they say you have to shut down their business, they should think, well, they're probably going to keep it open for business anyway, and we'll have to prosecute, you know, 8,000 people in one city because they'll keep on doing business even though we told them not to. Disobedience is how to fight this. Yeah. This, 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 I, I mean, the same kind of disobedience. I mean, I remember when, when COVID first, you know, the shutdowns were there and everything uh 2020 and july 4th came around and you remember the the mayor of la declared no fireworks period he he just you know yeah you remember the videos that came out of la that night it's like (laughs) there were more fireworks than ever that's where we should be in all of these things related to these these shutdowns these attempts to close businesses these attempts to suppress our, you know, just our natural human economic activities. We should either completely ignore them or completely find ways around it. Yeah. That we don't have to do what they say. That That's the number one just way to fight. absolute non-compliance. No, I'm not wearing a mask. No, I'm not getting the vaccine. No, I'm not shutting down my business. You know, we, okay, we should use well, that, that if they, term non-compliance rather than disobedience. Because obedience is actually a religious virtue 
But yeah. we're not talking yeah. about obedience here. We're talking about things that we have no business obeying. It should be non-compliance. Right. If America wants to free herself from these globalist uh, oppressors who really only seek to get rid of most of the human race, the way to do it is the way we've always done it. Non-compliance. Yeah. No, we're not paying your taxes. We're dumping all the tea in the bay. Exactly. Instead of paying your taxes. That's what we should be doing. Well, we are uh, an hour and 45 minutes huh. in. Well. I, I didn't have any major sub- other subjects to bring up. Yeah, we kind of did. The, the news but, was kind of the point of the show this time, wasn't it? I got a bunch of news here, though. All right, so what do you got in news? Okay. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to call this out a little. Uh, oil prices increase in the United States following Biden administration's announcement of new sanctions against Iran's petrochemicals industry. The sanctions are an effort to force Iran to comply with the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, from which the United States unilaterally withdrew in 2018. I cannot tell you how many things are wrong with that statement there. <laughs> But let's start with the fact that oil prices are increasing because he shut down the pipelines. Yeah. And the drilling. And everything else. Yeah. He stopped us from getting oil. That's, that's why, why prices... That's prices it's not are, hard. It, you, you take it's our so oil easy. away and the prices go up. Period. Duh! See, this is an example uh, where, like, for example, Texas, you know how much oil is available in Texas. Yeah. Texas could say, you know what? Refineries, go ahead, drill the oil. Screw you. We'll protect yeah. you from the government, from the EPA. Refine the oil, make gasoline, and we'll sell it entirely in state. Yeah, they could do that. And if someone in in California wants to come down and buy it from us, we'll let them do that. Yeah, well, see, that's where it becomes. They're on their own once they leave the state. Yeah, that's but... true. That's because that's where it becomes interstate commerce. But uh, yeah, yeah, if somebody you know wants to. Uh, Come and fill their car up or fill their tanker up, whatever. It's still an in-state sale. And if the federal government wants to then monitor the borders between states, that's up to them to do that. But we will drill it, refine it, and sell it in-state. Texas could do that. Right. Not only that, but the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action was not a true... um, it was an agreement between Biden. It wasn't even an agreement. Biden suddenly decided, not Biden, Obama suddenly decided he was going to do this thing. He did not have the leg- the Congress behind him, and it was never voted on. It wasn't a real agreement. Oh, right. We withdrew unilaterally because it wasn't real. Obama or Trump said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to pay attention to this. And... The whole thing is so stupid, and and it had the opposite effect of what it was supposed to do anyway. It got the Iranians closer to having nuclear weapons, which they continue to... You, you, now we know that they're closer to uh, nuclear weapons, and they're not hiding it anymore, so they're trying to act like it's it's uh, they're not complying with the comprehensive plan of action, but really they are complying with it, because... The plan of action didn't keep them from 
Oh well. From, yeah, exactly. Uh, it the whole thing is stupid, and uh, I wish I wish Trump were in charge of this, but <laughs> he's not. European Commission recommends that the European Council grant Ukraine candidate status for accession to the to the European <laughs> Union. I. I can't believe they're still even talking about it. Is that going to do anything? Ukraine is almost gone. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Anyone who thinks that they're going to last much longer is, I don't know, fooling themselves. But whatever. They keep sending out reports that we're winning, and it's like, you're not winning. You're getting your butts kicked. It's not like the Ukrainian government is is this, I don't know, paragon of virtue that that we want to necessarily yeah. support and uphold anyway. I mean, yeah. the, the only thing that Ukraine has going for it, the only thing moral, you know, from the moral framework, is just the question of whether a country ought to invade another country the way and under the circumstances that Russia's invading Ukraine. That's the only thing. It's not like Ukraine is a some kind of exemplar of a good government. Right. Yeah, and and the the people of Ukraine, there's a lot of people in Ukraine who want to be out from under that oppressive government. Yeah. yeah. And they think that this is what Putin will provide. They're they're wrong, but they're wrong about I mean Putin there's a lot of people is, there who want thuggish. But here's the thing, I don't think Putin is communist, for example, the way Stalin was communist. And certainly not the way right. Lenin was communist. I think Putin just wants Russia to return to the glory of the Soviet Union. And I don't think he cares that much about communism per se. The Communist Party is maybe a mechanism to accomplish that for Putin. And then they keep giving examples of how Russia is uh, banning anti-Russian literature. At the same time, all over Europe, countries... Yeah, banning and, pro-Russian and literature, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, wait a minute. It's good for the goose and all that. You guys, you really are missing the point here. If you want... Freedom usually is the best way to deal with these things, Mm -hmm. you know? And the only reason they don't want freedom is because they are so oppressive and corrupt. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we just, we already talked about the... uh, the Alabama oh, right, shooting. Right, we brought that up in connection with uh, the other one. In Spain, there's there's a wildfire. Uh, eight villages are evacuated. Um, there's some kind of heat wave in Europe. Uh, we did this last year. They called them heat bubbles or something. <laughs> <laughs> heat bubbles in Europe. That sounds like the kind of in thing that, that that has been going on forever, and they just came up with a recent name for it, and so they want to talk about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, well, and there's some uh, wildfires growing in California now. There's we'll always wildfires every summer. There's wildfires yeah. in California. Yeah, uh, there's a magnitude six point one earthquake in Afghanistan, killing at least a thousand people. Wow, that's a that's kind of that's big. Yeah, I mean a thousand people. I didn't know they had enough buildings to kill a thousand people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Afghanistan certainly has its cities and stuff, though. I, I mean, I we think yeah, of I Afghanistan just... as as like hills and caves and stuff, where because that's where the Taliban held um, held out 
you know, when, when we were yeah. occupying it, but they do have cities, so I, I guess I could imagine. But a thousand but a people, thousand I mean, that would be a lot of buildings yeah. falling. Yeah, I, I you know, because yeah, I, I mean, you think of, I mean, maybe they, maybe they do have multi-story buildings and stuff like that. I was, I was, I always would think yeah. Afghanistan, I, they must. you know, single story and, and so forth. Right. Uh, so, do you remember the, I don't know how to say, Fukushima, Fukushima, uh, the Japanese nuclear reactor that was hit with, I think it was an earthquake that started it oh, all, and then oh. a tsunami grew, and a nuclear reactor, uh, like, overheated or something. Oh, wow, no. Uh, this was, this was years ago. This was, I think this is during Obama's reign. Okay. So... I guess a lot of people, around 3,700 people, were suing the state, were suing Japan for their losses that came from this nuclear Was there a claim disaster. of some kind of negligence on the part of Japan? I don't know what their claim was, but the Japanese Supreme Court has acquitted the state of any responsibility for these people. Okay. So they're, I don't know. I don't know why that, that's not really a big deal. I just thought no, it but I, I mean it, it could uh, be. I, you know, it, it, there's 3,700 people who filed suit. Maybe, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it would be interesting to hear what their claims of negligence were because usually, if you if you're going to file a lawsuit, it's like, okay, you failed to do something that you reasonably should have known to do or that you knew you were supposed to do, and that's why the harm occurred. That's usually the basis for a suit, not just because, there, like, act of God, something bad happened. There is this claim that, okay, Americans' engineers were the ones who chose the site and built the nuclear reactor. Okay. And that they put it directly on a fault line. Which they knew about? Yeah. Okay. That, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That would be kind of weird. There are some people saying this was... Um, and then, I, I guess, the the it has something to do with the Germans, too. Because they're, they're, she, the the Angela Merkel, is that her name, mm-hmm. was an anti-nuclear activist. And right after that disaster, she got into power because of her anti-nuclear... Okay. Uh, position and since then has shut down more than half of the nuclear powerhouses in Germany which now they're going to they pay supplying for because now they have no power. Are they doing like rolling blackouts or something? You can't just shut down Well, they are producers. they're going to now. They they sh- shut them down and replaced them with coal and oil, I guess. <laughs> but now okay, so now, now what are they going to do cuz they have no oil? Now we're, so we we shut the nuclear down and then start spewing that, pollutants into the air from coal and oil and then we shut the oil pipe yeah. down and <laughs> yeah from from Russia and now what are you going to do yep um, they're going to start burning coal but they don't have enough coal because we've shut down all the coal mines and they're going to start burning trees and <laughs> they won't be able to kill the trees forest fast enough because that's all with left uh, sounds, yeah I know sounds to me like not for the energy like, we do like, now Germany or the EU or something is, is, has their own version of the the like the the purposeful destruction of America that we we're seeing here going on over there. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I think it's all part of the Great Reset. <laughs> Could be. Wow. Uh, UK has approved the extradition of uh, Julian Assange from WikiLeaks to the United States. I I wish that hadn't happened. Yeah, me too. I I wish I don't know. Uh, we need. I, I don't know if I want to call him a, 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 a hero, but... We need whistleblowers. Whether they're bad guys or good guys, we need whistleblowers. Yeah. That's all he was, was that, a whistleblower. That's how I feel. And it's just a shame that this is yeah. happening. Um, let's see. FINA is kind of like a French international swimming federation. Okay. Uh, and it has voted to disallow transvestite women... From swimming companies. Transvestite or transgender? Transgender. Okay. I don't know. They're the same to Transvestite me. Transvestite just means you dress differently. You cross-dress. Yeah, okay. Well, men who think so they're men women... So men who are under the delusion that they're women... against women. They're not allowed to swim as women. Right. So, that's nice to yeah. hear. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if that's going to happen in the Olympics... Well, you know, it's gonna. I mean, that's it's at least gonna be a topic at some point. That's where this is all gonna play yeah. out, and it's gonna be stupid. It's oh, gosh, it's so <laughs> stupid. So the de- the Canadian defense minister announces an increase in defense spending in order to upgrade their defense, whatever, to five billion dollars. Which I can kind of see now, because up until now, their real defense was that they lived next door to us. Yeah, now that Biden's in office, Trump's gone, and they're like, oh, yikes, we need our own defense. We better, yeah, I think that's what's going on there. Um, So, Dutch Climate and Energy Minister announces that the Netherlands will remove all restrictions on the operation of coal-fired power stations for now. They're saying it's in response to Russia's refusal to export natural gas, but could it also be uh, the shutdown of all the nuclear reactors that were there? Makes sense. I mean, they they keep, they're like digging themselves into this hole. Mm -hmm. Uh, Canada will ban the sale of single-use plastics by December 2023. What is single-use plastic? Like, like, like you, you... So a plastic bottle. Like a water, water bottle. bottle or, or like, bottle of oil. But does that include packaging? Yeah, because, like, you tear off the package. What I mean, about, like, those those shipping envelopes? Like, like, you get that envelope from Amazon that one end is sealed... Yeah. And the other end was designed, it's perforated, you rip it open and get your thing out and then throw the envelope away. So what they'll do is all of these things, I guess, they'll just make them so that they technically can be used again for something else and call it not single use and people still be able still to use it. Sell it. Hey, you can refill your bottle. People are still throwing it away. Yeah, that's... Well, so that's, what? I'm throwing it away. You know, the thing that's so stupid about this is, is that... Yeah, you can refill All the these bottle. plastics... They're developed as byproducts of oil refinery. These these now the, these plastic things that we developed, it's not like it's not like, oh, we're producing plastics so that we can produce these things and by doing so we're creating something that then 
is a problem for disposal or whatever, the problem for disposal is already there because of the oil refinery process. And then we take the waste from that and we make plastics out of it. This is the answer. It's not the, it's not the problem. It's exactly. The and yeah. so instead they're going to say, oh, okay, just dump the waste from oil refineries into the ground directly and go cut down trees to make these things out of paper instead of plastic. It's like these decisions yeah. are so anti-environmental. And it just proves that it's never really about the environment. Right, right. It's about it, it, it's about money some various... kind of you know. There's some company or some group of companies or some government that wants to make sure that 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 it has a hold over people or that people can't quite make it on their own. It, it's some kind of thing like that. Yeah. Always. Yeah. The Osaka District Court rules. That Japan's ban on same-sex marriage is not unconstitutional. So Japan so, is allowed uh, area to continue Japan. banning same-sex marriage. Yeah. Wow. I guess it's only one part of Japan. Yeah, within it, like like the Osaka so, region or whatever. But still, impressive. I didn't think. I mean, I I think that Japan is more liberal than the United States. That's surprising to me. Well, yeah, because the previous story. Showed them, uh, what did I say? Oh, no, that had to do with the nuclear disaster. Right, um, but, okay, yeah. But, I mean, like, for example, the, the uh, you know, I remember even in college, I took a course on Japanese culture, and the professor said the main, not, not just a backup, but the main form of, for example, contraception in Japan is abortion. Wow. And so I, I always thought of Japan. Oh, they must be a really like leftist liberal country. And but you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was either incorrect information, or maybe what? Yeah. Maybe the real story there is that not a lot of people are really into contraception, and the few that are, they go get abortions. Maybe that's what what you know the right way to interpret that. I have no idea, but it, yeah. it just kind of surprises me this story you brought up. Well, get this, and I, we were just talking about the FDA, and the, the FDA has ordered electronic cigarette company Juul to pull all of its products from the market because they're blaming the, commu- the company for causing an increase in youth vaping. Okay. Wh- this makes no sense to me whatsoever. I, who, who? Did they really have that power? Who has ordered them? The U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The FDA. Yeah. See, that seems to me to the I to the extent that the federal government is allowed to do that anyway, constitutionally speaking, Congress should have to do it. Yeah. And I don't even think the FD I don't even think the federal government based on the text of the constitution, I don't believe that they have the power to do that. Now, based on a bunch of stupid judges who don't want to follow the text, yes, they end up having the power. But based on the text, no, they don't even have the power to do that. I wouldn't think so. I don't. I, I don't know who's gonna fight this and how. But I hope it, this is another thing where everybody should just ignore them. Yeah. That. And the governor should say, "Yeah, you can sell jewels here," and ignore yeah. it. No, I mean, even well, it's kind of weird because here's the personally, thing. I think the whole th- okay, like you're breathing in, you know, like va- vaporized 
uh, vegetable Vapor. juice into your lungs long term. Yeah. Who knows what the effects of that are? I am not in favor of vaping, but this is federal overreach. I'm not in favor of vaping, but I am in favor of vaping over, over smoking. Uh, tobacco, yeah. And number two, okay, I, I I don't think it's a big enough deal for the government to get involved in mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I don't care how old right. they are. I mean, at most, okay, you got to be 18, just like with alcohol, because they do sell nicotine. Oh, right. You, you could get nicotine. the nicotine thing, but, addicting, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, whatever. But I, I just don't think it's that big a deal. So you're going to die five years earlier from lung cancer instead of stomach cancer. Now, I mean, that's the way I see it. I don't think that way about smoking. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's emphysema. I guess. Yeah, the emphysema. I mean, I, it I makes you know. miserable. That kind of. Thing. But even so, I you know, it's a terrible. It, death. it doesn't mean that but the federal government ought to have the overreach that they do. Um, Not at all. I, yeah, I think that as you know, as societies develop and grow and go on and that kind of stuff, people will develop an appropriate wisdom if the government doesn't prevent them from doing so. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all the news I got. Okay. All right. Well, I've got a little bit of news. Um, So first, I don't know whether to call this a Walmart story or a Grace story. Grace is the name of of my my new daughter-in-law. But I think this... (laughs) I think this kind of shows the kind of person who works at Walmart. Um, so I'm just going to tell the story. Uh, my son Jake and his his new bride Grace were at Walmart. They had, you know, bought a had a bunch of stuff, put it in the cart, whatever. And so she's brings it up to the checkout guy, and he's you know ringing it all up. Now my son Jake. He kind of tuned out of of the conversation. His his, his wife started talking yeah. to the guy, and he just kind of tuned out. He's thinking about other stuff. I don't know. By the time he tunes back into the conversation, and this is just the amount of time you know that it's taking to check stuff out from a single cart of of stuff at Walmart, and this guy, the checkout clerk, is telling my daughter in law. Yeah, I was involved in a really serious relationship for four years, but I had to break it off six months ago. Now, you were in retail. Would you have ever gone into that kind of details of your relationships to a Blockbuster customer? No, because I just wanted to get the customer taken care of. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, okay, here's here's how much you owe. Okay, give me your card, swipe, cash, whatever. Bye, thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> you, but you would be surprised. There are some people who, for some reason, uh, draw uh, information from. People well, that's what my son for, says that his for wife no does. real reason. That's that's what Jake says that Grace does. Yeah, Vicky does he, that. He says, "Oh yeah, that's just Grace." Vicky knows. <laughs> Vicky knows the life story of every worker around here that we. Frequent, you know, like the drive-through and oh, stuff okay. like that. She knows all their names and she knows their whole life story. I don't know how. I don't know any yeah. of them, and none of them know me other than I'm Vicky's husband. That's yeah, well. why I'm Vicky's husband. So, 
<laughs> That's they funny. Don't, I don't. There's some people are like that, you know. And she must be one of. Those I guess people. she must. But you know what? Our sister's a little bit like that, Kathy. Um, she, yeah, I, you know, like Granny, that. Grandma Engel took Mom and Kathy and me on a cruise, and by the second day, you know, in a cruise, you're stuck with the same people, you know, the same couple hundred people yeah. for a week, whatever, and you know, you go around and introduce yourself, whatever. By the second day, I was introducing myself and hearing back, oh, you're Kathy's brother. Yeah. <laughs> I first started going to uh, Hughes High School. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard at least three stories about a guy named Paul. <laughs> I know who you're and, talking about. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being my cousin yeah, Pee-wee. We always Pee-wee, called him Pee-wee, I... but I forgot his real name is Paul. <laughs> I kept hearing stories about him, and I'm like, who is this Paul guy? He must be quite a guy. Okay, wait a minute. I don't there? know if you can hear me, but... Uh, I think I uh, I think I dropped Danny. Let's see. Yeah, okay. I don't know what happened. I, I think I accidentally tapped my ear. You know, I've got these, these wireless things, oh, okay. and I guess if you touch them the wrong yeah. way, they, they do goofy stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Pee Wee Paul at Hughes High All School. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, next, next story. story. So, um, you, I don't know if you ever heard this. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a uh, Ray Stevens song. Um, I think it's just called Oh, the Day That Clancy Drowned. Oh, the day oh, that the Clancy day Drowned. That Clancy. Okay. Oh, he fell into a vat of yeah, beer? He, he was, a, he like was a taster for, you know, of course, Milwaukee, uh, big brewing uh, town Milwaukee's yeah. uh, okay so and he was a, a taster and and he fell into the vat of beer and and drowned that was the the story of the song and they kept pulling <laughs> him out but he jumped back in <laughs> yeah yeah what was like the preacher you know uh, had a few words but I was like you know is it necessary that he yeah. could have met the sin well preacher he got up three times to go to the bathroom but he always jumped back in you know that that kind of stuff anyway yeah so I guess um, in Pennsylvania, at a Mars Wrigley plant, a pair was rescued from a chocolate tank that they had fallen into. Pair. Two, Two people, people fell into a pair. partially would, filled like, chocolate tank couple? while doing maintenance work at a candy factory. Oh, okay. This is in E-Town, Pennsylvania. I would have liked to have been that one of uh, yeah, that It's like, be, oh yeah, chocolate. Okay, let me uh, just kind of work my way out of here. <laughs> That's how much I love chocolate. Yeah, it's like okay. That you would have been. That you would have been, been okay. I got up to go to the bathroom. We're gonna jump back in now. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be nope, bad at nope. all. What probably, a way to go, it huh? It probably wouldn't really taste like chocolate. Well, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they they cut they rescued him by cutting a hole in the bottom of the I tank know. instead of. Instead of instead they of just pulling them back rope? out or something like that, I know what. What's it's like? Wow, that that must have been some serious silly. stuff. That must have been one big old tank or something. I don't know. <laughs> the giant tank. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Do they make that much chocolate? Well, I don't know. It's it's Mars Wrigley. So here's the thing, though. It says Mars Wrigley. I've heard of Eminem Mars. And I didn't realize Wrigley was associated because Wrigley is the gum, right? 
like Wrigley Spearmint gum or Wrigley Double Mint gum. Uh, yeah, but they're all Wrigley. All, all the all these different brands or not brands, but chocolate bars and candies are made by one company usually, by by several companies. Oh, okay. I mean, but yeah, because I you know like I always think like there's Eminem Mars. There's Hershey, and maybe Hershey is part of Eminem Mars. I don't know, but um, then there's Reese's. and then there's Reese. So I uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're all one company. I don't know. All right. Anyway, next yeah. story. Okay. So how would you? I mean, how would you personally feel trying to go up to a judge and justify why you should be granted a trademark on the word the? I'd feel pretty stupid myself. It's like I would man, think. Like, let me unless, just unless unless like, no, let me just unless it's written a certain way. Well, okay. So it says the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office approved. This is Ohio State University's request um, to control use of quote the on branded products associated with and sold through athletics and collegiate channels. I don't understand. So if I had, if we have the Catholic podcast, well, no, because we're not athletics and collegiate. But let's suppose. All right. Well, what if we? Let, had a, I mean, let's suppose you see, you know, you use the UC use the word the on some of their athletic gear. I, I guess that would run afoul of this trademark. That is totally dumb. I don't know. I. I I, I don't even know what the background for this is. Is, is it like... You know, are, are between trademarks, patents, and uh, copyrights, these people are have run amok. They've oh, absolutely. They've gone so far outside No, Okay, so trademarks, I, I mean, I don't they have gone outside. I, I mean, all three of them have their place, but they've gotten so out of hand. Trademark is probably the most legitimate one. Absolutely. It's like, okay, you create a business, you establish a unique mark, a unique, you know, whether it's an icon or or the arrangement of a word or whatever that identifies your yeah. business within that industry. And then you say, hey, wait a minute, I came up with this first. Nobody else has a right to do it. To do it. Okay, that is completely legit. Um, for patents and, yeah. copy, patents and copyrights are kind of in the same boat. It's basically... The, the American founders didn't really believe that patents and copyrights were a matter of, um, let, let's call it natural law. It's like, if you write something, that doesn't mean you just automatically have some kind of moral right to control it. Or if you invent something, you don't just automatically have a moral right, right. to control who gets to use it. But because we want to encourage you to write and to invent we're going to give Congress the power to grant you a temporary exclusive right just to encourage you to, to create new stuff. That's the whole yeah. purpose of copyright and, and patents in the United States mindset. And two things happened. First, uh, corporations became the owners and abusers of these uh, patents and That's copyrights, true, rather than individuals, and and so it discouraged individuals from doing things, which is fine because then the corporations can continue to. But it ended up 
hurting industries instead of right. helping them because uh, nobody could build on these discoveries to make even yeah, I better mean, things. Copyright used and, to have the, the, the limited time in, that is in the wording of the Constitution for copyright was 28 years. A 14-year initial, and then you could apply for a 14-year extension. Um, for yeah. patents, I believe it was 21 years. It was three seven-year terms. You, initially seven years, and then you could yeah. apply for up to two extensions or something along those lines. But under yeah. 30 years. Disney is out know, of Basically, control. within one typical man's lifetime, copyright and patent both expired. Yeah. Or they, they, were, they were supposed yeah. to. And now it's out of control. Yep. Way out of control. Mickey Mouse is still copyrighted. That's ridiculous. It, yeah, that is super ridiculous. Not to mention things like The Little Mermaid and, and Mowgli. I mean... Yeah, these are things that Disney These stole. are stories before. And, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I said, you know, Disney, the tagline of Disney should be ruining fairy tales for every generation. Yeah. We did a whole show on copyrights. Yeah. Go back and uh, listen you to might you know, look I, for. I wish we had like a ready index of our shows, like, you know, show number whatever. <laughs> I kind of do, but I did, I did put a search bar on our site. I think it's still there. It, it kind of works. So so if I type in copyright, is copyright infringement oh, a sin? Okay. And that is uh, December 9th of 2020. Okay. Yeah, so go back, listen to that. You'll hear a good so, description of copyright yeah. law in the United States, what it means, what it's for, how the founding fathers yeah. envisioned it. And we touch on trademarks and uh, yeah. patents. As yeah, well. and, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, trademarks is how you choose uniquely to identify your business. That's the one that makes the most sense to absolutely uphold. Yeah. So another guy can't steal your reputation to get business right. when people are looking for you. Like, Instead, they have, have ever, to go to this other you ever idiot. seen the... Um, the movie, the Eddie Murphy movie, um, Coming to America. I think I it's, saw. I, I don't. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's kind of a kind of a funny movie. But there's the one, like the the uh, the place that he ends up working is McDougal's instead of McDonald's, and he's like he's in all these like oh, okay. like, yeah. like lawsuits with McDonald's. McDonald's trying to you know, hey, and and he points out like. We're obviously not trying to infringe on McDonald's. We have this instead of that. You know, they have the Big Mac. We have the, yeah. I don't know, uh, the, the Big, Big John. John. Right, it's like that. <laughs> it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, i got to get to the next story. Okay, so. Um, all right. Um, a French court. So we were just talking about the French. You had a French story about something else, and I forget what it was. But this, this to me is really, yeah. really weird. Okay, so, um, you know, you, you take like beaches. You, you're going to a be you, public beach. You go to the ocean. Let's say somebody fully dressed wants to go out in the ocean and swim. Do you think that there's some kind of legal challenge against that you ought to be able to bring? I would think not, other than you're endangering your own life, maybe. Maybe. Uh, kind of like, you know. 
Like if the jeans are gonna wrap around you and keep you from yeah. swimming well, and then maybe you know, okay. Well, France, at least this one particular court in France. Uh, now th- this is not in. It's kind of funny because the the picture that's shown is a public beach, but the article refers to public pools. And okay. what has happened is that there is a, I guess there's this idea of, of women who are Muslim. They want to keep their whole bodies covered, but still be able to swim because, you know, it's pleasant to get into cool okay. water on a hot day and that kind of stuff. And so a French, um, I don't know whether it's like a, like a particular French jurisdiction, like just Paris or Paris or what, has, have declared that these uh, these burkas that are made for swimming are not allowed in public pools um, because because they are religious in some way I don't know and the the French top administrative court upheld the ruling against these body, full body covered burkas for swimming it's really weird it's it's like disgusting it's like Hey, if you want to be allowed to go in our water and public pools, you got to give us some skin. You got to show your body to us. That's Here's what's the so thing. weird. I'm generally, I'm generally doing anything that will limit Muslims. I know, but this is just kind of push them back. But this weird. Is dumb. It's wrong headed. It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, Interior Minister Gerard, is- Ger- Gerald Darmanine hailed the ruling. As a victory for secularism. This is so dumb. How is it that's dumb? <laughs> There's no other way to People describe this thing. ruling but dumb. I wonder if things like this, like, do they know what this looks like? Do they, are they, are they all like, do they all agree we're going to do this and everybody's going to say we're really stupid and we're going to do it anyway? Or is it like, do, are they walking in thinking, hey, the world's going to celebrate the fact that we outlawed uh, burkinis or whatever yeah. they're calling them, and and everybody's going to love us for the... I, how do they... And, and here's the thing. I'm okay. so it's I just like, don't know. It's so okay, stupid. Okay, so they've come up with a ruling against body-covering burkini swimwear. Well, what if the women wear something that isn't a burkini but still covers their full body? Yeah, what if they just yeah. wear their clothes? Well, okay, well, I just, I just wear my, I wear a, a pair a of culottes, and you know, I, I mean, this is so stupid. French people don't make a no. Lot of they sense. haven't made a lot of sense for a while. But I hear that maybe things are going to change. Like there was a, there was a majority uh, the in France, and that is gone now in the recent elections. Oh. One of the parties was had a supermajority, and that's gone. So maybe over like like people are like five ten years you know, from now, are this decision it. itself may be overturned by a French court. I mean, it took yeah. how long did it take us for Roe v. Wade? Although I I, I don't know what the status of that is, but you know I don't know. We at least yet. got a court who seems willing to overturn it, whether their willingness uh, upholds. Under the you know threats of the mob, I don't know, but yeah. But still, I you know 2020, 2022, 1973, 50 years 
So yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe stupid decisions like this in France might might take a little bit longer to overturn. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Disney, you know, Disney has really been going like weird directions over the last like five or ten years, and now they are celebrating yeah. a pagan religion day, specifically Yoga Day, and apparently. Yeah, uh, they had at Disney World. They had all their workers don yoga pants and do various, I don't know, yoga poses or whatever. And that's just weird. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. That's the thing. That let's was let's in go my, ogle, ogle all the ladies in Someone. yoga pants. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. That was in. That was. I was going to uh, talk about that because. A bunch of Muslims. Um, oh, because Muslims work for Disney, maybe. Uh, yeah, they were um, uh, protesting yeah. this. Why, why do you have to be in yoga pants? Even if you do yoga, which Muslims should be against yoga because yoga is... They are yoga against yoga. Is, is they consider a, that a religion. It, it is a religion. In fact, here's the interesting thing. Um, true yogis, you know, real yogi practice, practitioners from India are against yeah. the popularization of yoga because they see it as a type of worship. And it's like, wait a minute, it, 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 like you guys are going to mimic yeah. our actions of worship as some kind of popular exercise? Now, I, I mean, as, as a Catholic, yeah. obviously yoga itself is pagan and awful and demonic and so forth, but I can see their point. It's, it's kind of like... Yeah. Um, Okay, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but you know the, the song, The Hokey Pokey? Yeah. Did you realize that that song is actually based on a mockery of the mass? I the ver- I the, the priest, it, it's like, you know, he's up at the altar. He's speaking sotto voce for most of the canon. He, he does this thing over here, that thing over the here, does sign of the cross, you know, Right hand in, left hand in, shake it all about, that kind of stuff. The hokey pokey, which is hook est enum corpus meum, hokey pokey. The hokey are, pokey is, is a mockery that, of the mass. Yes, I am absolutely positive. That, or is it yes. just say, like, the person who wrote it wrote as it a mockery as of the mass? I, I mean, I, I, I'll do my, you know what, let's, let's promise to revisit this later i'll do my research and actually pull up the actual research but this is this is something that okay. i've known for at least 20 years of my life we always say this and we never do it so i'm going to write down notes i'm going to start my notes for mm-hmm. next week and we're going to i'm putting that okay. there at the very Pokey least Pokey. it'll be right. something we bring up during the the new session um okay yeah okay Anyway, point point is the thing is when I think about the hokey pokey in 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 its relation to the mass, what, whether it's it's I end up being correct or incorrect, I understand the feelings of the the real yeah. Indian people who treat yoga as a religion and do it for religious purposes, and they see it as a exercise or a entertainment or yeah. whatever. Um, so. I, I, you know, I kind of get that. Um, and then, at, you know, but like, even if you're going to do yoga, do you have to wear yoga pants specifically? 
to honor World Yoga Day? I don't know. It's it's just kind of a whole Especially weird thing. Especially if you're kind of overweight and, you know, some women ought not to be flashing that much <laughs> body. Did I ever tell you about the time you know? that I saw a woman, a elderly woman, in leggings, uh, not yoga pants, but actual leggings, <laughs> wearing Depends? Depends? <laughs> I, I that is oh one of God. the images I just wish I could erase from my memory. Wow, you gotta be bold to do that. <laughs> that is brave. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very last. Uh, this is uh, right out of California. Um, okay, you remember the thing where. Uh, and everybody was making fun of it. Congress decided that pizza could be considered a vegetable. Pizza could be considered a vegetable? No, I don't. It was that. like, um, it, it was like during the Bush era, I think. Like, like I, I forget if it was the Bush. I think it was it was Bush. Was Bush it for like Junior. taxation? No, 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 no. Purposes? No, or, no. Or for school, to get around for FDA school lunch purposes. Things? And, oh, and here's the thing. Since it has tomato exactly. sauce on it, you could call Say, that okay, part of a you, vegetable. You've got some okay. kind of vegetable serving there because you have tomato sauce. And as long as you have tomato sauce, okay, we can at least say that you're offering a vegetable option in public schools. And so Congress decided, yeah, that counts as a vegetable offering. That actually makes sense when you understand it that way. Now, it, when, when you say, oh, yeah, Congress declared that pizza is a vegetable. Okay, yeah, that doesn't, that's stupid. That's dumb. But when you understand it yeah. in the context for which they, you know, they were intending it, eh, it makes sense. Um, however, this is a little yeah. bit less sensical. <laughs> so, uh, California, here's the thing. California has a... Endangered Species Act uh, that consider, you know, that species, chosen species of birds, mammals, fish, amphibians, reptiles, and plants can be protected. Now, here's here's the thing. Okay. They, there's a certain bee that they wanted to protect. And they decided, okay. legislatively, apparently, that a bee can be counted as a fish. Now, okay, uh, within the state of California, you, you know, the, the state is where these decisions belong about protecting species and that kind of stuff. And, you know, you and I both have talked before about, yeah, we, we you know, th this is kind of one of the areas, species protecting and invasive species prevention and stuff like that. We're, we're yeah. actually kind of... of we give a lot of leeway to governments with this stuff. Yeah. But if California can just declare that a bee is considered a fish for purpose of the Endangered Species Act, why couldn't they just expand the act to include invertebrates so that the bees could be included to be as bees? Yeah, if they're going to make a law, if it's going to be something they do... Uh, legislatively, why not, just, why not just change? That's so yeah. This is. But dumb. I, I'm very surprised that 
the Endangered Species Act doesn't include invertebrates. It, it is surprising. I yeah. mean, I, I, other states do. I know there are certain states you can't do certain things because of a bug that lives in that mm-hmm. area. Certain beetles. Yeah. I don't know where. I can't give you... A, but I know I, we've talked about things yeah. like that before. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was a court. It's, There's it's also like some kind of weird court bees, ruling. But I think it was a court ruling that the court felt they had to act before the legislature was, could could have the time to act. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not okay. It wasn't done legislatively. It was done by a court to Cali- California's third go, district court I, of just, appeal. What, appeal. California is a really it's like stupid. Everybody in state. California and has. I don't know. It's like they've been smoking weed or something. I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. What we talked, what we opened up with, the fact that governors could protect us from the federal government, the state of California's government would not protect them, and those are the states that would just yeah. wither and die in this great reset that's happening. It's exactly this kind of thing that would just, I mean... The people of California would leave. <laughs> yeah, they, they would go to Texas and Missouri and Mississippi and that kind of stuff. Alabama, whatever. Let's go where mm-hmm. we're free. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I mean, you would think this is going to happen eventually anyway because they are so stupid. They're already destroying most of their forest Yeah, I mean, areas. look at their whole you like, know, forest management. Letting them burn. And water, too. They're water, not, energy, They're not forest. saving any water. What what hope do these people have without the rest of the United States yeah, to prop them exactly. up? Exactly, and that's where you know it's like okay, you get uh, Texas. You know, you know, there's actually a um, a secession bill. Uh, not like it's not like a bill to secede. It's a bill to evaluate the conditions under which secession might take place. Something like that. It, you know, it's like a couple levels of indirection yeah. in Texas that that's it's being you know introduced. You know, uh, in the Texas legislature, it's, it's not by uh, by any I, means, you know, to the point of actually passing into law or anything like that. But somebody's yeah. doing it. Well, I wouldn't well, doubt the thing it. Is, but the thing about Texas is that um, they thought they would turn that state blue because of all the Mexicans that are coming in. The problem is that a lot of these Latinos. Are leaning yeah. red once they find out what it means to, to be blue exactly. But let, yeah. I mean, let's say Texas goes that way. Let's say Arizona goes that way. Nevada goes that way. I don't know if Nevada would or not. Um, it's like where's where's California going to be? They, they're not going to be able to get their stuff. They're not going to be able to count on these right. neighboring states to support them anymore. You'll see yeah. changes. I, you'd have to, or else they would just, like, die. You know, it's like people, hey, you have to eat this food to keep living. And the people who don't believe you eventually mm-hmm. will die. Yeah. They have to, if they don't think they have to eat. And I think, okay, things like these vaccines, I'm convinced this is a ploy to thin out the American population. The good thing about this is, it's dumb people who are going to die. <laughs> it's like an anti... Uh, it's smart, strong people. An anti Yeah, it's like, I'm not letting you put that... Yeah, I'm not letting you put that poison yeah. in me. 
and even the people who are strong enough to say, no, I'll mm-hmm. fight you on this, and I'll, I'll suffer uh, persecution for not allowing you to inject me with that poison, and those are the people who That's are going to be left. That's true. Well, you know, and maybe it'll ultimately so we'll be a good thing for California. the world. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But in the meantime, a lot of people are going to die and suffer, and a lot of people are going to end up That's in hell. That's the bad part. That so many people will be you led. Know, I mean, to the church hell is not doing because of the church not doing their job. What the church ought to do. Yeah, that's terrible. The bishops need to step up. That would save America, I think. I think if the bi- American bishops stood up and acted like American bishops, I think uh, our church would. I, I think our country would undergo Radical a real change. Yeah, that's for the good. We talked about that before, like a movement to to pray, yeah, for yeah. manly bishops, and and I, I still am trying to yeah. come up with a good way to express what that means in a series of bullet points. That that it's like okay, you can hand a brochure to somebody, and the bullet points are uh, interesting enough that they want to go to the website to learn more. I don't know. It, it's, yeah, and then. Start a thing where people go to their uh, cathedrals and pray out in front mm-hmm. once a month for yeah. manly bishops. Yeah. Uh, if if we ever got a like a listenership, we would revisit that mm-hmm. and try to do it. So all of you like f- people who are listening, <laughs> spread the word because <laughs> we don't. I don't. I don't. All three, all of, three you. of you, please. If every if every one of you three. Goes and recruits ten other people. That means you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's the end of my. Uh, is that the last one? Yeah, that's the end of my news. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're almost wow, three hours. Man, in. we are doing All a right. long podcast. Yeah, we haven't talked in a while. Yeah, a lot so. to catch up on. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, think about what we said. Circle the beads, everyone. And keep circling. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. Yeah.